You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Thank you for another podcast. Thank you for your presence that rests upon this message today. Thank you for your presence that is resting upon every one that's listening to the podcast. I just release right now an awareness of the indwelling Lord Jesus Christ. And I release an awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit that is with us, that has been given to us by the grace of God. And Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge you. In Proverbs, Solomon said, taught us not to lean on our own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all of our ways and that you would direct our steps. And so, Holy Spirit, we just want to take a moment here before we kick off the podcast today just to acknowledge you. Ah, Thank you for directing our steps. Thank you for giving us instructions that are easy to follow. Thank you that you never ask us to do your part, that we can obey you, we can hear your voice, and we can do whatever it is that you're asking us to do. And I just want to acknowledge that every listener is here today, I believe by divine appointment, and that today's message is absolutely what the Bible calls a word in due season. It is a right now word. It's a right now revelation for everyone that's listening. And we just expect the fruit of your presence, Holy Spirit, to flow through this message and as a result, produce fruit through our lives. And so we just turn it over to you. We say, speak through my mouth today, think through my mind And just lead us and direct us where you want to go. You are the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we want to know him. We want to know more about the wonder of his person. We want to know more about the glory of the one who was, who is, and who is to come that dwells inside of us, that made us new. And so enlighten our eyes, Holy Spirit, so that we can know the hope of our calling. We can know what it means to live, but yet be dead. And we just give you praise, we give you thanks, and we give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Well, today I want to tackle a pretty awesome uh, idea, a pretty awesome concept And I want to hopefully present the gospel in a new light, or maybe it's not brand new, but it's a, I want to shed light so that you can see it more clearly on just the gospel in a way that makes it just gloriously good news. (laughs) You know, if you've heard the gospel right, you never get tired of hearing it. You know, it is the most incredible, most astounding news that has ever been proclaimed. 
And today I want to just bring that to the forefront. You know, we're headed at the recording of this podcast, we're headed into Christmas time and which is when we celebrate the incarnation of Jesus and when we celebrate uh, God becoming a man and joining his divinity to our humanity. And it is a glorious time to be meditating on the gospel. It is a glorious time to be thinking about the incarnation. And so I just wanted to hop in today and talk about a topic or a concept that I don't think we have really maybe dived or whatever the word is, that we have not gone completely into the depths of that maybe reveal the fullness of what Jesus has accomplished. And so I'm calling this podcast, I'm calling this episode of the podcast, Unveiling the Mystery. And I got that language, Unveiling the Mystery, from the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul talks about the mysteries (laughs) uh, and the mystery of the gospel quite a bit in his epistles. You know, Jesus talked about the mysteries of the kingdom as well. And so there's this kind of veiled aspect of the gospel that I want to talk about today. And I want to jump off with Colossians. I want to go to Colossians. I want to go into Colossians chapter one. I, I was sitting with Colossians, uh, all, I've been, you know, I've been sitting with Colossians for years, but I like to read Colossians. I was sitting with it this morning because it is such a declaration of who Jesus is, of what he has done, and really also about who he's always been. And so I was just even thinking that it might be a good idea as we just kind of head into, if you're listening to this at the time of its release, head into Christmas, to just make reading the book of Colossians something that you make a part of this Advent season. But if, you know, people listen to these podcasts for years, you know, after they're released, it doesn't really matter whether it's Christmas time or not. Not, it's always a good time to read the gospel. It's always a good time to familiarize yourself with the gospel that the apostle Paul preached. And so I, I actually pulled out this morning, my, my letters from heaven, which is the passion translation. You can buy them individually. It's called letters from heaven and it's all of the letters from the apostle Paul. And so sometimes I like to just read the scriptures in like a little book form. And so I really like this particular uh, version of the epistles. And so I'm going to just open up my little book here, and I'm just going to start reading in Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read in the Passion Translation, and I just want to kind of dive into chapter 1 a little bit and talk about this mystery that the Apostle Paul describes. He says this in verse one, he says, my name is Paul and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and the destined purpose of God. And so I want to stop here for a moment because 
Paul is such an interesting historical person. He was a persecutor of the early church. And he thought, you know, wrongly, that he was actually on the side of God in doing that persecution. And it really wasn't until he was on the road to Damascus that he had an encounter with the truth. And in that encounter with the truth, he was called, he, he, he was made aware of the calling and the destiny on his life. Prior to that time, he had no idea that he was an apostle, <laughs> and he had no idea that he was called to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, and that he would be instrumental even now, <laughs> throughout all of these centuries later, in proclaiming the message that he was persecuting people for believing, actually watching people <laughs> you know, get persecuted, get murdered, get, you know, hauled off to prison, that he would actually be a part of the revealing of Jesus Christ. And so I always think that's kind of interesting when you read these letters, because when you think about where Paul came from and how God used him. But I want to skip down here in Colossians chapter 1, and I want to I want to just talk about... <laughs> this unveiling that has taken place through the revelation of the Apostle Paul. In Colossians 1.26, it says this. It says, There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but it is now but now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Verse 27, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Verse 28 says, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of the truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. These, what is it, four verses, <laughs> are, are, is the most revolutionary idea, the most revolutionary concept that has ever been proclaimed to humanity. And throughout scripture, throughout the entire historical account from Adam and Eve all the way through the Old Testament up until you know, Jesus was 
born and the incarnation came and the fullness of time came. And really, even after that, through the, the death and the burial and the resurrection and the, the upper room and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, it really wasn't until the Apostle Paul that this mystery of Christ in us, of us becoming one with God, began to really be understood. I mean, John, Jesus talked about it. I mean, you can read in John and you can read, especially like in John 14 and John 15 and Jesus talking about the Father being in us and uh, that we'll call him our Father. And there, there's union language that Jesus talked about. But it really wasn't until the Apostle Paul that this mystery began to be unveiled. And Paul was called as an apostle, and it was his destiny to unveil this mystery. And we today need to really enter in to this mystery afresh. We need to connect with this revelation that the apostle Paul received directly from God. If you read in, Gal uh, in Galatians, I, I brought up Galatians, there's a little bit of information here about that kind of unpacks how the Apostle Paul came to understand this mystery. Okay, let me um, just begin this. It says, I'm just going to read in verse 1, it says, my name is Paul, and I have been commissioned as an apostle of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. My apostleship was not granted to me by any council of men, for I was appointed by Jesus, the anointed one, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And if you go a little further down, he says this, verse 11, Beloved ones, let me say, emphatically, that the gospel entrusted to me was not given to me by any man. No one taught me this revelation, for it was given to me directly by the unveiling of Jesus, the anointed one. There's that mystery. There, there's that unveiling again. The unveiling of the mystery of Christ <laughs> in you. But there was an unveiling to the apostle Paul here of Jesus. But let me keep reading. It says, by now you have heard stories of how severely I harassed and persecuted Christians and did my best to sim systematically destroy God's church, all because of my radical devotion to Jewish religion. My zeal and passion for the doctrines of Judaism distinguished me from among my people, for I was far more advanced in my religious instruction than others my age. Now listen, verse 15. But then God called me by his grace. And in love, he chose me from my birth to be his. Verse 16. God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. After I had this encounter, I kept it a secret for some time, sharing it with no one. And I chose not to run to Jerusalem to try to impress those who had become apostles before me. Instead, I went away to the Arabian desert for a season until I returned to Damascus, where I had first encountered Jesus. And I remained there for three years until eventually I went up to Jerusalem 
and met the Apostle Peter and stayed with him for a couple of weeks so that I could get to know him better. The only other apostles I met during that time was James, the Lord's brother. So I'm, I'm not going to read any more of that. But the point um, that I want to say before I keep going is that there was an unveiling that happened in the, apostles, in the Apostle Paul's life. When he was on the road to Damascus, Jesus Christ was unveiled to him. And this scripture here in Galatians says that Christ himself was also unveiled within the Apostle Paul. And so there was this unveiling to the Apostle Paul of who Jesus was. And then there was an unveiling to the Apostle Paul of who the Apostle Paul was. And verse, uh, I'll read it again in verse 16. It says, God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. If you go back to Colossians and you talk about this mystery that is Christ in you, this is the essence of the, the gospel that the apostle Paul preached. And I know it may sound like, at least this is kind of like, you know, that we, that we know this. We've heard this. You know, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We've, we've heard this. We know that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that, that we've been made one with the King of Kings, that the same Spirit that, you know, raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in us, that he that is joined to one, you know, to the Lord is one Spirit with him. We've known this. But the truth is, the reason I harp on it and the reason I feel like the Lord continues to bring me back to this reality of Christ in us, of our union with God, is because there is an unveiling of this mystery that is yet to be experienced by a large majority of the church. Because the unveiling of this mystery of Christ in you is such a dramatic revelation in our lives. It changes our complete identity. And it reveals not only Jesus within, but it comes with the calling and the destiny of God. Because the ministry of Jesus, the the great commission of Jesus, is still to proclaim to all of humanity that Christ in them is the hope of glory. There is an expansion of the gospel, the expansion of the gospel that Paul preached, the expansion of this mystery of Christ in you that is so needed. It's so, I don't even know, that's not a strong enough word, but it is, we're so, we're so desperate in this hour to know the truth, to hear the good news of the gospel. Humanity is starving for a revelation of who they are, a revelation of their worth and their value and their role (laughs) on the planet, their calling, their destiny, and the part that they play in the unveiling of the mystery. And this mystery not only is it about 
unveiling the Christ within us. But it is also about unveiling what Jesus accomplished on the cross. If you continue to read in Colossians, it, it, and it, it, it tells you who Jesus is in a way that I just think you really can't stop thinking about. I don't know what else to, to, to say about it. It's, it's Jesus is presented as the preeminent one. He is positioned as the one who holds all things together that he is the the creator of all things and that all things were created for him and by him for his pleasure. And so he's not just in us in a veiled way that, you know, we want to have unveiled, but he is in, in all things in a veiled way. And because of what Jesus has accomplished when he re, when he you know it talks about how God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos to himself that when Jesus reconciled the cosmos to himself there is nothing that exists apart from him there is nothing that can be sustained or can have any shape or substance apart from him. He is holding all of creation, all of the cosmos, all of the universe within himself. And so let me just go to this space where it talks about this, this preeminence of Jesus and just... What he has accomplished. Okay, let's go over here to, let me find the scripture here. It says in verse 15 of of chapter 1 in Colossians, it says about Jesus, He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God, and the firstborn heir of all creation. For through the Son... Everything was created, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth. All that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority. It was all created through him and for his purpose. Verse 17, he, Jesus, existed before anything was made. So now everything finds completion in him. It says he is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn heir in resurrection, he must always be embraced as the most exalted one, holding first place in everything. Verse 19, for God is satisfied to have all of his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is restored and brought back to himself, back to 
its original intent, restored to innocence again. Verse 21 says, even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. And he released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. And then this is what I want to say. This last part says, and now there is nothing between you and Father God. For he sees you holy, flawless, and restored. These scriptures that I'm reading today are worth meditating on. Most of us have heard them before. This is probably not the first time that you've heard me read, you know, or heard, read, or read yourself the book of Colossians. But my experience is that a large percentage of what is branded as Christianity, and definitely in the Western world, if not all over the globe, is not proclaiming this good news as the gospel. It is not unveiling Christ in us. And the Christ that it is unveiling is almost like, you know, second, like a pyramid in the Trinity or something. Jesus is not presented as the creator of all things. He, he's, it's like, he, almost like he didn't exist until he was born or something, but he is the word. He was with the Father in the beginning, and nothing was created without him. And what is amazing to me is when you read the Apostle Paul's account of his awakening and this unveiling that happened in his life of meeting Jesus and then getting this revelation of Christ in us and, and, and hearing this mystery that had been veiled throughout all of the ages being proclaimed to him and it, it changing the way that he saw everything to the point where he said, I was separated from my mother's womb, called by God. In Ephesians 1, he said, we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless, that we are now one with the preeminent one. I say it sometimes so frequently that I feel like it, it, it loses its impact. But this oneness, this Christ in us, changed the Apostle Paul to such a degree that we are still reading the words that he wrote, the, the revelation that he got about Christ in us. This gospel that the Apostle Paul got directly from Jesus is still the message that the church is called to proclaim. And in order to proclaim it, we have to have the, the experience of it that the Apostle Paul had. We must have a revelation of this mystery. 
we must begin to, to experience the meaning of Christ in us. I mean, what does it mean personally to me, personally to you, that we are one with the preeminent one? What does that actually mean? What does this unveiling of Jesus look like in me? We see what it looked like in the Apostle Paul. It was a complete turn of everything that he was about. When you read the, you know, his letter from the Philippian jail and the, to the church of, in Philippi, he is a completely crazy person about knowing Christ. If you go into chapter 3, I don't even know, I'm not going to turn there right now, but it, it talks about how his determined purpose is to know him and the power of his resurrection. You know, he starts out chapter 3 enlisting all of his credentials in the world. You know, he was an Israelite of the Israelites, born of the tribe of Benjamin. You know, uh, he had all of these, like, whatever you want to call them, religious credentials that made him someone until he met Jesus. And he said, I count all of this as dung. It's just rubbish. It's trash compared to the excellency of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. He said, I do not cling to my own righteousness. I don't cling to a self, in other words, apart from Jesus. I'm obsessed. I'm possessed by this man named Jesus Christ. I'm crucified. I don't even live anymore. The one that lives in me is who's living now. And he just completely preached this message of identification with Jesus. It is no longer I that live. He preached in Romans 6 about how Jesus's death has become our death and Jesus's burial has become our burial and his resurrection has become our resurrection and his ascension has become our ascension. And he just began to completely identify with the preeminent one that holds all things together. And he got a vision of his life that says, hey, I was always known. I was always known as in him. I was always known and I was called. I was called to be a part of the unveiling of this mystery. I was called to preach this gospel. I was called to share the good news of what Jesus Christ has done for you, for all of humanity, for this, for the, for the whole world. He has reconciled all things to himself and anything and everything that would have separated you from the Father no longer exists. In, in Colossians, I think it's three, it says, Jesus' resurrection has become your resurrection too. And then he talks about setting our minds on, on the reality of the things of heaven. And so the purpose of my podcast today is to just bring your attention, bring your focus back to who you are. To bring your attention and your fo focus back to what Jesus has accomplished so that this mystery becomes as intriguing as it actually is. This is worth getting obsessed with. This mystery has changed the entire universe. This mystery has changed all of humanity. This mystery has changed 
It's made things new. It's, 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 it's reconciled all things to God. And now it's just proclaiming it to those that don't know it. But in order to proclaim it accurately, we have to know it. You know, I had a, a meeting with my team last meeting of the year uh, this week. And I, I just was in, uh, admonishing them and encouraging them to just hear the gospel every single day. To, to dive into this mystery, to understand the depths and the heights and the, the breadth and the length of God's love and what he accomplished on Calvary, what he accomplished by becoming a man, by being born in a manger and, and, and marrying divinity with humanity once and for all through the work that he did on the cross, by dying as us, by becoming us, by entering into our suffering, by entering into our, our, our sin and experiencing what it was to be human, and then reconciling our humanity with God's divinity so that we could be partakers of the divine nature. This is glorious news, saints. This is the most incredible story that's ever been told, and it's about you. It's about who you are. It's about your destiny. It's about your calling. It's about Jesus being expressed and through your life, being unveiled in your life. And so I just want to pray for you as we close, just that you would like the Apostle Paul, that we all would like the Apostle Paul, have encounters with the truth, encounters with the person of Jesus, encounters that reveal the mystery of Christ in us, encounters that would cause us to have a determined purpose to know him, the one that lives with us, the one that lives as us, the one that, you know, is here to live through us, that we would have this determined purpose to know him and the power of his resurrection, that we would enter into his sufferings on Calvary so that we would experience what it means to be dead yet alive, that we would experience the fullness of what it means for Christ to be in us. Father, we just pray that you would absolutely just, just explode our hearts with the revelation of the good news. Ex just, just unveil, lift the veil. Just give us more than we can swallow <laughs> of your goodness, of the gospel goodness. And Father, as we do that, we will just burst with joy. We will be like the Apostle Paul who is rejoicing in all circumstances and all things, knowing that Christ is in us and that we have access to all of who you are. And it changes the way that we relate to every moment of our lives. Changes the way we relate to ourselves. Changes the way that we experience you. And it changes the way we experience everything and everyone. And so that's our Christmas wish. That's my Christmas prayer. That's my Christmas wish for every single day. Is that the incarnation of Jesus and the restoration of all things into Christ would become a personal revelation for every member of the body of Christ. That there would be no more separation, no more religion, no more work, <laughs> just nothing except 
an obsession and a possession of Christ in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. I just want to encourage you. Dive into the epistles. Dive into Colossians. Dive in and, and just make the gospel your own revelation. God bless you. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.